Hello. Good evening. Welcome. You're listening to Victrix on Magic Waves TV on Interactic FM. My name is Moot. Well, my name's actually Brian, but I'm called Moot forever. So and tonight I am totally indulging myself uh, with an Al Jurgensen special. I've been a fan of that guy for years. It's, it's my youth, my, well, like 16, 17, 18, that kind of age. It was just Al Jurgensen from a ministry. I had a friend back then who introduced me to all, like, all the various bits of uh, sort of bands that he, he was involved in. Um, and yeah, decided to dedicate a show to him. It's a bit hard because the track play now is uh, Gunnar Haslam, but there we go. I couldn't find any kind of ambiency tracks from, by, from their catalogue to go, so or whatever. So, yeah, sit back, relax, take a listen. I'm going to play everything, pretty much. Well, not everything, that would be ridiculous. Um, but I'm going to pick out stuff from the Ministry catalogue, Revolting Cox, Thousand Homo DJs, PTP. Maybe a bit of lard, maybe, um, yeah, hopefully, to show you how much, ta- how talented the guy is and the diversity of stuff that he does. Um, I'm going to start chronologically and go back to sort of ground zero, uh, the first track of the play is from their first ever release, which was, was 1981, I'm not sure, long time ago. I'm going to play that in a minute. Um, and then I'll talk to you in a bit, okay? So I hope you enjoy the show. I'll speak to you in a bit.
Was a ministry with a cold life, and uh, yeah, that was on the like their very first release. Um, that was just about to look at what it's called, but um, fucking Discogs has been a dick. Cookies, all of a sudden, everywhere you go these days, you just get asked for cookies, and it's really crazy. But no one actually gives you any biscuits; they just want to know what your privacy settings are. Anyway, enough of that. Um, so yeah, that was one of the really early releases. So when Ministry started out, it was just like. It was mainly Al Jurgensen. Um, Paul Barker came along a bit later on, um, and a quite a, quite a different sort of shift in the sound, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, but their first, so their first release was in 1981, um, and it was called "Cold Life," um, of which that was the uh, title track from. Um, and another track that was on that was called "Primental." Uh, I'm going to play that for you right now. You're listening to Vic Tricks on Magic Waves TV on Intergalactic FM. We'll 
again, that's Ministry with Work for Love. That's the extended version. Uh, loads of different versions of that. So yeah, quite different. So when he started out Ministry, it was all kind of really synthy, sort of synthy pop. Uh, Al Jurgensen tries to distance himself a bit from it these days, or he has done. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure why. Um, but he didn't stay. So that was on Arista. So some of the, a lot of their first stuff was on um, Arista, the label, quite a big label. Back in the day, there's some, you know, there's quite a lot of sort of like Italo and sort of WBNX tracks that are also on that label as well. Um, but he didn't, they didn't hang around on there very long. They sort of moved over to uh, what they were called Wax Tracks, uh, which I'm going to get on to in a minute. But this next one is still from their Arista period. Uh, and this is off the Work for Love album. Um, and it's a track called Effigy. Um, so it's sort of similar style, a little bit faster. Um, but then shortly after they did this is when Paul Barker sort of joined the band and that, that changed things quite a bit. Um, so yeah, but this is Ministry again with a track called Effigy.
You're listening to Vic Tricks on Magic Waves TV on Intergalactic FM, and this is my Al Jurgensen special. Uh, well, Al Jurgensen, all the projects he's involved with. Um, so this, that was like the Arista period, if you like, um, as I explained earlier in my lecture. Um, and now we're sort of entering... Kind of after that, uh, Chris Connolly and Paul Barker appeared. Paul Barker ended up being in loads of stuff with them, as did Chris Connolly, actually. Um, Chris Connolly is immensely talented, so is Paul Barker. A guy from Edinburgh, uh, met Al Jurgensen, and they just started producing loads of stuff um, together. His, his, he's a vocalist, he's a songwriter, and he's absolutely incredible. My favourite ministry track uh, is one called So What, uh, which I'm going to play in a bit, and I think the lyrics are just genius, um, as as is the whole sort of thing, really. Um but yeah, Paul Barker, Alex, and they sort of joined forces and it kind of changed slightly what they were doing, the direction they went in. Um, and legend goes that um, Alex and Paul Barker and Luke Acker, I think his name is, a Belgian guy, uh, were in a bar uh somewhere some some like deadbeat bar and basically ended up getting into a bar brawl and the guy who ran the bar turned around to them told to get out and called them all a bunch and said they were a bunch of revolting cocks um and that's where they decided they had to form a band and that's what the uh, name was going to be of that band so they did their first release as the revolting cocks in 1986 um and this is a track from uh, that release i can't remember what it's called uh i should have made a note of it but i'm so disorganized big sexy land of course and this was on wax tracks um and they did sort of slightly different sounds so this is called union carbide and it's the uh, west virginia version
So yeah, quite a different sound there. And uh, that also kind of influenced some of the ministry stuff. So 1986, again, same year as this, uh, they put out an album called Switch. Um, and yeah, this uh, for me, this is uh, one of the best tracks on the album. And I know Cassianova, James, this is his favourite track from this album. It's quite funny, actually. There's um, so two two people in my life whose, whose musical opinions I, I really respect. Uh, one is James Penrose, uh, Cassianova, and the other, uh, Peter Mangalore, is no longer with us. Um, and I used to talk to him basically. So James's thing with ministry was anything before the '90s was brilliant, and Pete's thing with ministry was anything after the '90s was brilliant. Um, now I'm a total horse. So I like it all, <laughs> basically. Apart, uh, although I have to say, some of the newer stuff I find it a little bit pedestrian, to be honest. This sort of, it's just really metal but not, not really good metal. Uh, but I'm going to play definitely play some of the metal stuff because that's, that's what I grew up on first, um, was that the, the uh, sort of Psalm 69 album. I sort of worked my way backwards. But anyway, um, this, I know this this track, um, this, so this goes out to you, James, if you're listening. Uh, this is We Believe um, off the album called Twitch.
You're listening to Victrix on Magic Waves TV and Intergalactic FM. This is my Al Jurgensen special tribute or whatever. No, special. He's not dead. So, um, Still got plenty of life in him, I reckon. And that was a little mix. Uh, so first was Ministry We Believe, then Ministry with Over the Shoulder, which is, <laughs> it always reminds me of Tina Turner for some reason. Then uh, PTP, um, which was one of the one of their other side projects um, that involved who did it involve actually I should have this to hand but I don't. Um, it was Al Jurgensen, um, Chris Connolly I think, um, Paul Barker, and I guess what they're not on there. Oh, there we go. I'll look it up in a bit and let you know. Um, but they only did. Uh, they only did like three tracks. Um, and only two of them were actually released, and that was um, Rubber Glove Seduction and um, another one called Sh- uh, My Favourite Things. Um, but they also, in 1989, they did a track for uh, Robocop, the original Robocop, and that was that just then, which is called Show Me Your Spine. And yeah, it's well good. A really, really good tune. So, um, Again, this is around about the same time um, as uh, the last one, as the PCP track um, that was that was that just played. Then this, um, but this is back to the revolting Cox, um, and uh, this is from their album. Where I think it's their second album that they did. It might have been the third. I'm not sure. Uh, called Beers, Steers, and Queers. Um, and yeah, this again, similar sort of sound, that kind of really industrially sort of sound, EBME influenced uh, kind of sound that, that, that they did so, so well. Um, and this, yeah, like I said, this is Beers, Steers and Queers. It's the original mix. Crazy. <laughs> Dang. So i got to call the other number and find out when they're, what, how much it is to get in there. Hmm. Probably $5. I know where it's at. I don't know if they're going to have a band there tomorrow night, somebody popular, you know, because village people are popular. Yeah. Well, they used to be. Well, I don't know what this cock thing is. I think it's a... Revolting <laughs> cock. I think it's a, um, it's a, a male strip show, dance uh-huh. show. Yeah. Male strippers. Hmm. I have to call them and ask them, what yeah. is that, what did they call it? The revolting cock. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay, dude. Well, I, you have fun tonight. Don't freeze to death. Okay. Well, if y'all get a chance, come out. Okay. All right? All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
That's uh, PTP with um, Rubber Glove Seduction um, off the only release that PTP did. Um, PTP was Ali Egginson, Chris Connolly, Paul Barker and uh, Kevin Ogilvie, who's better known as Nivek Ogre, um, who is the, the front man for Skinny Puppy. Um, and yeah, that's Ali Egginson just, yeah, he hung around with loads of, he brought a lot of talented people together, worked with loads of um, other sort of really kind of influential people. Um, Nivek Ogre worked quite closely with Tom Allard, a severed head, so they kind of were sort of dancing in similar circles. You had um, Trent Reznor, the sort of Nine Inch Nails, um, and there's loads of other stuff as well, loads of other bits. Um, there's a lot of stuff that was influenced KMFDM, uh, which some people think stands for Kill Motherfucking Depeche Mode. Um, that sort of I don't know if he actually had anything to do with it, but I know it's sort of heavily influenced um by the sort of by Ali Jurgensen and the various bits that he did. Um so yeah, that there was I guess kind of the first half it's there's been a lot of sort of electric electric stuff, electric y electronic y. Sorry, I can't get my words out. I've just had a massive vape, so I'm really quite stoned. Um the sort of more electronic y sound kind of started off sort of funky ish and then you can start seeing like the sort of electro it's kind of the um more sort of industrially sort of influences coming in um that last track was 1989 but in 1986 they did um the uh lander open honey Oh, sorry, it was 1988, actually. Um, they did the Land of Rape and Honey, which kind of started, sort of signalled a slight shift in the sound, a lot more use of guitars and sort of the metal sound um, sort of in there. The other thing that I find in a lot of the Ministry stuff is they're immensely talented. There's loads of cool things that you hear, but then every now and then some of their tracks, are, they're nothing short of like an absolute masterpiece. Um, and the next one I'm going to play, which is slightly quite different, it's a lot slower, but for me it falls into that category. Uh, I can actually remember the first time I heard this, and it just gave me proper goosebumps. Um, so I'm going to play it. It is called uh, Golden Dawn, and it's off the album called The Land of Rape and Honey. <laughs>
listening to Vectrex on Magic Waves TV on Intergalactic FM and next up this is Palehead um, and this one goes out to you Mule Driver um, Harold um, he's in a band that does a cover of this it's called I Will Refuse um, and yeah it's by Palehead which um, had the guy, oh god, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The guy from Fugazi was in it um, with them. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Summit McKay, or McKee, or something like that. I'll look it up in a sec and let you know. You're listening to Victrix on Intergalactic FM. <laughs> Thank you. 
so good. It's Palehead, and it's uh, Ian McKay, um, who is in uh, Fugazi and uh, Minor Threat. Um, Ali Riggs with Paul Barker, and a guy called Eric Spicer, who is in a group called Naked Ray Gun. Um, so, yeah, that segues quite nicely into a sort of slightly more metallic-themed uh, segment of their works, um, which is because they did quite a lot. Of, uh, of of really cool uh, metal stuff. Um, this is up there, one of my favourites, I think, but it's specifically this version of it. Um, it's a track called Breathe, uh, which is off the album called a Mi- The Mind Is A Terrible Thing To Taste. Um, but there is a video. They did a gig. I think it was in Chicago. I'm not completely sure. It was in 91. Um, and they recorded it and released it as a video. Well, they actually released it on video uh, and on Laserdisc, um, which was a, f- a format that was around for about two weeks and then disappeared, even though it was actually quite cool. But anyway, well, let's not get into obsolete technologies. Um so it's out there on VHS called, um, uh, in case you didn't feel like showing up, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's a, an amazing live show. And you can actually get the audio from it um, on an album they released within the last few years called uh, Necronomicon. Um, and it's basically got the audio from the, that they used on the laser disc. So it's, it's like really high quality audio. Um, and there's a lot more stuff because they were actually touring with uh, the Dead Kennedys at the time and also Public Image Limited, which is quite mad. So like John, uh, Phil Lydon gets off there's a, there's a, a, and performs with them, which I've actually got here. But the, the thing for me, I remember the first time I saw this and it was just the opening bit, this amazing drum solo uh, with like Will uh, Bill Reeflin and another guy, I don't know his name, one on prop normal drums and the other on like these electric drums and it's just that they do this in- insane like drum workout to sort of start it all off um, and, and I've got that here which is absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm going to let it play out, it's eight and a half minutes, it's amazing though. Uh, it's live so it's got all this crowd noises and what have you. I'm just going to shut up and play it.
So good, so good. And next up, this is uh, Chris Connolly at his finest. Uh, this is Ministry with So What.
That's uh, So What by Ministry, written uh, by Chris Connolly, all the vocals. And yeah, sorry about the massive jump then. Midway through, but yes, onwards. So next up, Thousand Homo DJs. That was another one of the uh, little projects, and that involved uh, Trent Reznor of uh, Nine Inch Nails um, fame, although there was there was some messing around at the time um because basically he there was some sort of label dispute so he was involved in the project and he recorded some vocals for a track called Supernaut uh, which I'm about to play now um but because of some issue with his own label they had to be removed and he sort of removed um his affiliation from it um but uh later on so there was like a rumor that basically what Al Jurgensen did was just like really distorted trance vocals on on the one that was released um but it turns out that wasn't true because he actually later on released the original what was supposed to be the original version which is what I'm going to play now which is um Supernaut and it's the Trent vocal so it's Trent Reznor um doing the vocals but you'd have spotted that for yourself I should imagine you're listening to Victrix on Magic Waves TV on Intergalactic FM practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record album have their own hidden symbols and messages as well as all the lyrics of all the top rock songs. And they all sing the same refrain. It's fun to take a trip. Put acid in your veins.
Listen to Victrix on Magic Rose TV, and that's a supernaut by a thousand homo DJs. That was uh, Ali Ogerson, Paul Barker, and Trent Reznor, and possibly some other people. Um, the name apparently came from they were in an interview with some executive from the record from the uh, record label, and they were worried about. Uh, Ali Jurgensen was worried about one of the remixes of that track, um, and like the guy, basically the guy from the label said, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it. It'll only it'll only get heard by a thousand homo DJs." So, and that's how they came up with the name. Personally, I'm not so convinced by all these stories. There's a total whiff of bullshit about them, but um, they sound good, and it kind of adds to it all. But um, Ali Jurgensen, I think he's a brilliant, amazing character, but I don't think it's beyond him to make a load of shit up. Um, but yeah, his life is actually really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to talk about that, although maybe I should. So I've got about 20 minutes left, which is a bit of a shame. <laughs> so much. I've not even scratched the surface. So I think there's going to have to be a part two um, of this at some point. But um, so. I'm going to duck out of the... This is slightly more sort of electronic sounding, I think. Um, it's from the Land of Rape and Honey album. This is my personal favourite album overall um, of theirs. It's not, it doesn't contain my favourite overall track, but uh, you know what I mean. But uh, as an album, as a piece to listen to start to beginning, um, this is my favourite one of theirs. Um, 
and this is the title track. This is called The Land of Rape and Honey. A slightly jarring title. Uh, it's a comment on... Um, it's in commenting on the, the, the Israel state, basically. Um, he was very sort of vocal, uh, sort of anti-capitalist, um, very much a sort of protester. He's actually been... He, he got um, done over by the same people who did Waco because uh, he built a compound. He kind of like tuned... He sort of tried to drop out from society even though he did get some fairly mainstream success. Um, and yeah, they, he, he kind of got targeted by the government and they're getting busted. They didn't find anything but this like entire... Like military, he had this compound, this former military compound that he lived in, him and a load of his mates, and uh, yeah, the like the ATF, the FBI, and everyone turned up and uh, did him over. But anyway, you can read all about that yourself. Uh, so this is the Land of Open Honey by Ministry.
Yeah, Land of Raven Honey by Ministry. I absolutely love that. A uh, nice little mix of like electronic and um, metal-y stuff. Um, so I used to be just a total metalhead um, back in the day. When I was like 16, well, probably from younger than that. Um, and then sort of slowly, yeah, I think it was through stuff like that. You know, the PTP stuff that was on one of the tape compilations that um, a guy I was at school with did for me. Um, and stuff at the time, I remember like I wasn't sort of that into it, but then as as taste evolved and what have you, I did. But the very first ministry thing I was into was this album, which was Psalm sixty nine. Um, I remember this very very well. Um, and it's this album that's kind of partly one of the triggers for doing this tonight, because uh, I'd I'd been sort of talking about ministry and all the other bits with like a couple of good friends of mine recently, um, and then. Uh, IF posted, uh, did a post on Instagram with him playing like Jesus Built My Hot Rod um, at this gig and it's just like absolutely amazing. I used to fucking love, I still do, I absolutely love that track and it was just kind of like, right, um, yeah, got to do it. So that's kind of over here. And that's on this album, uh, probably the, probably one of the most famous tracks that they did. Uh, it's absolutely incredible, it really is. Um but there's another really good track on this album, which is actually the title track, um, Psalm 69. Uh, so I'm going to play that first, and then I'm going to play um, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. And then we'll probably be going off air after that. But um, yeah, so these are just total metal. The sort of thrashy metal, but like still really, really good. It still had that, that enough of an edge. I think some of their newer stuff that they've done is just a bit soulless almost i don't know but anyway uh so this is psalm 69 this is, is and it's really funny and a little bit blasphemous so if you're uh religious and, and or sensitive you know be careful more tough shit yeah congregation please be seated and open your prayer guides to the book of revelations psalm 69 
the way to succeed and the way to suck eggs. Stop it! Yeah, stop it. Uh, you're listening to Victrix on Magic Rays TV on Intergalactic FM. Um, this has been my Al Jurgensen tribute. Uh, and I want to say a quick hello to my friend in Athens um, who's listening. Hello. I can't remember your name, though. And I can't read Greek. And you probably can't understand what I'm saying. But there we go. Um, shout out to you and to everyone else who's listening. Uh, thank you, as ever. So I'm going to leave you with this. I've just got to check in the headphones that it is the right one, which it is. That's all good. So um, I'll be back in two weeks' time, I think. Is that right? What are we on now? Yeah, on the 19th of uh, December, I'll be back. Um, but I'm also doing Magic Ways in a week or so as well. So um, unless I can try and blag one out of it. But no, no, I'm only messing. Um, so I'll be back in a couple of weeks. It'll be a sort of regular show. Uh, but to be honest, I think I'm going to do, at some point, I'm probably going to do a part two of this because I've not even scratched the surface of, <laughs> of his material, really. There's so many different... You could do themed shows, really. But anyway... Um, so I'm going to play this. This is the one that's kind of the reason we're here, if you like. Um, absolutely incredible um, track. I'm just going to let it play. don't need to say much more than that. And uh, thanks for listening. And I will see and speak to you all in a couple of weeks' time. Soon I discovered that this rock thing was true. Jerry Lee Lewis was the devil. Jesus was an architect previous to his career as a prophet. All of a sudden... I found myself in love with the world, so there was only one thing that I could do, was ding-a-ding-dang, my dang-along-ling-long.
Jesus built my car. It's a love affair. Mainly Jesus and my hot rod. Yeah, fuck it.